You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Yes, welcome back. And today we have an extra special guest for you. That is right. We have the OG Money in the Bank, former Laker girl and current WWE superstar, Carmella. All right, here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie, and this is the Bella's Podcast. You know, I've been seeing some stuff on social media that almost ruined my vacay vibes. No, not the vacay vibes. Let's pop that bottle. Okay, so we thought it would be amazing to open up with our guest wine. So we are opening up with some Capo Cana Chardonnay. And I have to say it's really delicious. And the one thing that I love, and you'll hear from Carmela later, is Carmela says like her wines go really good with pizza. And a all pizza. A pizza. And all really fun, like junk fun food. So cheers. Salute. Salute. So you know what's something I just want to get in? To real quick. Uh-oh, something's been on your mind. Something's been on my mind. Okay, so this past week, Bree and I went to San Diego. I literally was there 24 hours. Bree was there 48 hours. That's right. But one of our best friends from New York was flying in. So all of us girls, because we haven't, a lot of us haven't seen each other for two years because when we were all going to get together, the pandemic hit and we just haven't really seen each other since the mm-hmm. pandemic. So all of us, we have a group of best friends. It's like nine of us. So we all were flying in. We except, all come from Hooters. We all That's come from Hooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and except for two of our New York girls, they couldn't make it last minute. But so we all flew into San Diego knowing like, okay, we have 48 hours. Artem had a dance for Velocity, so I can only make it for 24 hours. But we are like, let's meet San Diego old times, right? So I've been on a few little trips. Majority, 
I want to say since we've started traveling, which has been like four, are all business, except for this time and when we went to Tahoe for the Ritz. And so a lot of people were commenting. I don't know if you saw under your photo. And look, I didn't. I usually don't get bugged by stuff. And this was a group of, let's say, six people, but they were getting uh-huh. other people to think. And I was about to respond and then I deleted it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about it on the podcast because they're all like, she always vacations without Artem and they're never together and all these different things. Okay. Oh, wait, vacations. What else are they talking about? They like assume like anywhere I go and they don't realize it's for business and it's a day. I'm literally home. I go there and back. People, I guess, on IG just assume it's business. Like WrestleMania, that was work as well. And I'm not going to bring my family across the country right. for a few days and get my baby on Eastern Standard Time when he's Pacific Standard Time. So this is what I want to say. And I'm also thinking these people are probably not parents. But I saw one woman comment who I think was a mom, actually. And that really where I was like, you should know better. We paid a lot of money for sleep training. So Artem and I, what we like to do is we don't want to disrupt what Mateo's doing now because he's become an incredible sleeper. He's just come so far and we see it in brain activity. He's so happy. He's healthy. We're so grateful. So Artem and I, because Artem works for Velocity Convention, so Artem leaves a lot on the weekends. When I go do stuff, what we always plan is like, hey, can you be home? Artem will be like, Nicole, can you be home at this time? And I'll be like, Artem, can you be home at this time? Because we always want to keep Mateo at home. Yeah. So no, I don't go do vacations without my fiance and baby intentionally. Like it's like, I hate you. I'm leaving or anything like that. So for the haters, for people that don't understand, Artem and I have an incredible relationship and an understanding of like, hey, if we can do this things and someone can stay home, let's do that because it's better for our baby. I really wanted them to be at WrestleMania and especially Hall of Fame because I was like, oh my gosh, like how amazing to share that. But then we both sat and talked and we're like, did fly him for three days, which two were travel days, to get him off track and then try to get him back on track? That's not good for him. Right. But you know what else to all of them who made those comments? Yeah. It's Nanya. None your business. None your business. <laughs> but see, I feel like because That's how I look at I've it. put my life on a reality show... I people assume they know everything going on in my relationship. And this is one thing that I've realized with Instagram. When you don't do certain things, people just make these assumptions of like how your life oh is. Gosh. They're looking at a like, picture. Oh my that- God, she hasn't posted him in like six of her posts. They're getting a divorce. They're in turmoil. He lives in a different country. He's moved away. Like, I mean, the stuff that I'll see and I'm like, oh my gosh. Actually, what happens is like, we do so much that when we get our alone time, when Mateo goes to sleep, the last thing we want to do sometimes is pull out our phones and do selfies or social. We just want to make dinner, binge watch a I reality feel like you guys show. Post a lot together. That's what I thought, but I mean, a Brian lot of and I don't never think. because Brian just doesn't like it, and Birdie now tells me now. Yeah. So I think I I post more Buddy than Bird because poor Bud doesn't have a choice. But um, <laughs> Birdie tells me now, and I respect it. I'll only do it when she lets me and like, and I try to be very mindful. Like I no, me too. Brian says every time you take a picture, it takes a little of your soul. Right. So I'm not here to take my kids soul. Yeah. But I don't know why it really bothered me this time of like that. I just choose to vacation without my fam because it's like, so not true. And Artem and I have an amazing relationship. And what I think I find so amazing is that we both can compromise for what's best for our son. Yeah. And can I say this? I mean, I don't know about you. And I feel like a lot of people kind of feel this. When you do like a girl's trip, 
it makes you actually appreciate going back to your family more. It's nice. I think as humans, we do need, like, I tell Brian, go on a guy's trip. Go yeah. see your friends in Seattle. Like, go do it because you need that. Like, you get to talk about girl things and all that. But in the back of your head, you're like, I miss my family. I can't wait to see my yeah. husband, my kids. It's just like that kind of refresh button. Right. So I think it's actually important to see a lot of those type of trips. Your girl totally. trips, your guy trips. Well, and... Artem and I both are very alike in this. Like, we can't wait for family trips, but when Mateo can be at dinner with oh, us. Oh, yeah. It's too hard when they're babies. Like, I wouldn't be comfortable having Mateo in a hotel room and leave him with a sitter and Artem and I go out for dinner and stuff. Like, I'm not there. So, and I know it easily can be done, and I know eventually it will be done, but, like, I'm not there mentally. I would rather him be at home with his dad in his crib, yeah. especially because sometimes you go on vacations, like, you know, with the girls and, you know, we had drinks and it was fun. Like, I wouldn't want to come home to my son in that way in the hotel room. And vacation means something different to everyone. Yeah. For me, it is a time to just step away and be the old Brie and not worry about anything. I'm a worrier. If I have my kids with me, I don't really drink right. that much. I might have two glasses of wine. When I do a girl's trip, I had five margaritas. I didn't think twice. Then the next day we were walking the beach. We stopped for a couple margaritas. Then we went to the pool. I had a couple beers. So then we went and did happy hour. I had a glass of champagne. Then we went to little Italy. I had some red wine. You don't think, and guess what? It's nice to have that. It is. It so yeah. is. And I know I'm, I'm just, you know, not going to be phased in the future, but, but I want to, you came in like a ball of fire. I mean, I did. You had to see what I wrote to those people. I literally said like you were about to get in a little Instagram fight on my comments. Yeah. I literally (laughs) was like, you all are crazy. This is how it is. And hit unfollow. That's my thing. I don't ever understand why there's trolls on the internet. If you don't like what someone's doing in their life, why do you follow them? Like, why do you waste your energy to look at that person? Like just move on. But the fact that not only are you following that person, you hate everything they do and you get worked up that you take two minutes, even a minute of your life to write something hateful, I will never in my life understand that. I don't actually understand that either. I'm like, you just wasted your own energy. that must say a lot about us as people. Yeah. We don't like like to spread the hate. Yeah. If you were to look at like my top emojis, they're all such happy emojis and sexy emojis because that's like what I like to spread to people. You will not find any hateful emojis in my top. Ever. Ever. And do I maybe scroll and get a little judgy? Maybe, but I'd never well, write it that's out. Being a human being, but I'd never write it out. No, I, mean, like I would crazy. never put thought to it of like, oh my god, I'm so mad, and now I'm going to analyze this person's life, and now I'm going to tell them about it, and now I'm going to even reply to other people to get them worked up. Yeah. Okay. Well, so there, there yeah. I had it. Well, you had it. You um, let us all know. Yeah, I let okay. you all know. You I went- feel a lot better. <laughs> Because I hope these people are listening. You'll be able to sleep tonight. I'll be able to sleep tonight. So we have to tell everyone that. So this is our season finale of um, season one. So our season one of the Bella's podcast ends today. And um, Nikki and I are going to take a little summer break. So we're going to take a month off and kind of just be able to decompress. Yeah. Have some fun. Go on those family vacations. We (laughs) kind of, what we kind of felt was like, it actually benefits our listeners if we can take a month off and get our creative juices flowing again and really see like, what do people want from our podcast? Like, Drinking games are their favorite. Opening up, dear Bella is like, we just want to go back to the drawing board and be like, what do our listeners love? Because we do this for you guys. Right. And so, so we want to make two, it better and better. Yeah. Comment too. 
And we'll put up some IG stories on the Instagram of the Bellas podcast and like you guys vote and have polls and stuff. But let us know too what you want from us because um, we love to talk. So we'll always let you in on our lives. But do you want to go back to doing drinking games with us? Do you want debates? Do you want something way different? So um, we'd love to hear from you. I agree. But because this is our last episode, we wanted to kind of go out with a bang and something fun. So Nicole and I were kind of like thinking like, who should we have on? Yeah. And then we were both like, ooh, Carmella. Carmella, she's a WWE superstar. I know majority of you know. I mean, she's so many amazing things. And also she's one of our really good friends from WWE. And we've wanted Carmella on for a long time. And I think when I look at Carmella, she reminds me of me when I was younger, because there's an age difference. Not, I don't think a huge age difference, but there is. <laughs> but anyways, I see myself in her. Right. And we just clicked from the beginning. And it's fun when you are, you know, at work and you find some of those women that you just click with and you become instant good friends. I agree. And she's one of those people. Plus, she's just such a badass woman. I'm really in awe of women who not only kick ass in the ring, but they're also kicking ass outside of the ring, whether it's starting other companies, whatever they're doing. And she's doing that. Yep. And she has one of those stories that I hope you as listeners, when you hear it, you kind of get inspired to be like, okay, you know what? Whatever it is that you thought in your head that you wanted to start, tomorrow you go and start. Yeah. She's a dream chaser and she's chased them and she's made them come true. And I think it's really amazing. Yeah. And you know, it's really actually poetic, Nicole, because we had her on earlier in our season of the Bella's podcast when we were filming Total Divas. We had her and Sonia on in the same episode. But we thought, you know, we need to do a whole episode with just Carmela. So without further ado, up next, Carmela. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one, one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having 
a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Brie, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Brie and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve... 
as human beings to have that yummy, delicious coffee while we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, everyone. So please welcome WWB superstar, former New England Patriots cheerleader, former Laker girl, reality star from E's hit show Total Divas, co-founder of Capo Kanya Wines, podcast host of the Bear With Us podcast. I mean, shit, just an overall badass woman, Carmella. Oh, my God. Ow. You guys really know how to make a girl feel good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you even gave me goosebumps right? over here. I was like, shit. shit. <laughs> well, you oh do so many amazing things. I mean, just beyond the ring, which is so awesome to see. Well, I feel like that's important, right? I mean, what we do in the ring is great, but we also have to show like we have other sides to us. We're not just WWE superstars. We can do it all. And I mean, you right. guys are the first and foremost. Like, are you kidding me? You're like Aww. set the tone for the rest of us. I'm like, I gotta pick my <laughs> shit up here. I gotta step up my game. No, oh, thank you, you do so amazing. Yeah. And so it is amazing. true. It's funny because I think for so long people were conditioned at WWE to only show this like wrestler side of you. Nothing beyond your character, like nothing. Thing. You know, kayfabe, I think, scared everyone for so long. But the minute I felt like the, I like to say fans, but let's say the WWE universe got to see more of us and who we were at home, I felt like it just made the brand overall better. No, I totally agree. But Brie, we have to think of our listeners right now because some of them aren't wrestling fans. Right. We got to take it back from the beginning. We're going to take it back. Which Carmella's Leah, but we're going to keep it Carmella for this so it doesn't get confusing. But... For our listeners, because this is the first time they're getting to know you, tell us how you got into wrestling. Now, we all know being a Patriots cheerleader and a Laker girl, I mean, those are two of the biggest franchises in sports. So that's badass alone. But just tell us your story of what you were doing before wrestling. What made you motivated to come into the wrestling world? So I was a dancer my entire life. I started dancing when I was three. I just loved it. I never did sports in high school or anything like that. So I didn't have time for it. I went to school and then right after school, I spent five, six hours at the dance studio. That's all I did. And then uh, after I graduated high school, I was in college. And I was like, should I try out for like the dance team at school or what should I do? And then I found out about the tryouts for the New England Patriots. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to think big. And I went and tried out and I made it. So it just kind of like snowballed from there. After that, I graduated college. And then I thought, thought like, okay, I need to move to LA because I want to dance. I want to do that out of high school. But my mom actually forced me to go to college. She was like, no, you have to get your degree. You, you can't move to LA yet. So I went reluctantly, got my marketing degree. And then I um, moved to LA. Well, actually I tried out for Lakers first and then I made it. So then I moved out to LA and realized, oh my gosh, LA is not for me. I <laughs> hated LA. I like to visit oh, yeah? it, but to live there, I just couldn't do it. I'm from a super, super small town. So it was sort of like super culture shock for me. I just couldn't handle the people. I mean, not to say there weren't some good people there, but I mean, I'm sure you guys know in the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a crazy wild. town. It is. And to go from slow to super fast, that's huge culture shock. Yeah. And the one thing I did feel about LA is like, you never felt like you could really make friends. No, everyone stabbed each other in the back. Everyone would yep. do whatever they could to try to mm -hmm. get ahead. And that to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not at all the 
lifestyle I want to live. So I, I loved doing the Lakers and I made a lot of good lifelong friends from the team itself. And I still keep in, in touch with to this day with 10 years later. That's awesome. But I just, I had to move back home and then I realized, okay, but I can't move back home because this place sucks. <laughs> I'm from a, such a small town to so go from a small town to LA back to the small town. I needed to find like a happy medium, you know? And um, I had an agent for dance. She told me about this tryout with WWE and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect because I just love performing. I love the entertainment aspect of it. And I actually grew up watching it because my dad was a wrestler in the early nineties. So it just kind of brought everything full circle and, uh, went and tried out, made it and then moved to Florida. So I found like this happy medium, you know, between super small town in Massachusetts, Los Angeles to Orlando. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually, that's really cool. I never knew your dad was a wrestler and I will never forget. I think it was in Hawaii with total divas when I found out. And then when I see pictures, I'm like, that had to be so fun. So cool for your dad, too. It's really cool. I mean, we have this bond and it's not like a lot of people have that bond, you know, where their parent was in the same industry that they were. But he likes to, you know, give me tips and tell me what I'm doing wrong all the time. And I mean, Um, what I'm doing right, too. I like to give him a hard time. Yeah. Um, I was definitely the coolest girl in third grade bringing WWE magazines to school. I'm like, this is my dad. He's the one getting pinned, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. You know, it's funny because remember dad with his MC Hammer pants? Oh yeah, I mean, how can you forget those? I know, but I felt like my dad, the way he dressed and looked, was like a wrestler. Really? Yeah, he had the good mullet going. They all did. Yeah. It was crazy. But it's crazy because he Where looks are you so going I, with that. No, but I'm saying know. like I kind of wish like the way my dad looked, I wish I could have told people he was a wrestler. <laughs> so you know what I love is then you you come into the wrestling industry and you just rocked it. Like even from when you started at NXT, what I love so much about you is I feel like you were one of the first in a while that had come in with so much personality. So much. Amazing on the mic. You can wrestle and you really brought that personality into the ring. And you were just overall like what they would call in the industry a triple threat. Like you had it all. And a lot of charisma, which is hard to to teach people. You can't teach charisma. And so it was just like you knew who you were when you started, like everyone heard of you. And it was so much fun that when I came back from my neck, that we got to work each other, you know, on SmackDown, that I got to be a part of that six pack, you know, iconic SmackDown six pack. That was the best locker room ever. Oh my God. Ever. It was so much fun. And so Carmela and I, when I came back from my broken neck, Carmela was the first story I had. And what our story was three months or longer? I think longer. It started at SummerSlam and it went all the way to December. It went to TLC in December, I believe. So it it was a while. And you were my first feud when I first, like when I first came, I was kind of like floundering, just kind of got thrown into whatever story they could throw me into. Well, not even a story, I guess, is whatever matches. And then at SummerSlam, I was babyface. You came back. You were supposed to be healed, but obviously everyone loved you. They were so excited <laughs> you were back. And I'll never forget, it was in Connecticut because my parents were at SmackDown that night and it was the SmackDown after SummerSlam. And I remember Michael Hayes was like, we're going to do a, a double switch tonight. And I'm like, what? Like, he's like, we're going to do a double turn. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be great. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, uh, you're going to attack Nicole. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, this is awesome. Because I felt like now I could really bring out my personality. Because before, as when you're a good guy, I just felt like I couldn't be myself. Whereas, like you were saying earlier, with my charisma personality, that felt like 
home when I feel like when I'm a bad guy, I can just really embrace that inner Leah, I guess that inner that I could never put out there, but I feel like I can hone that in, in the ring and on TV and just like let it out. Totally. Oh my God. It's so much better being a villain because you get to, it's like you have no rules. And I feel like as a baby face, we just have so many rules we have to follow. And it just makes us not as appealing as when you're a villain, you get to break all the rules. Well, Brian and I always say it's hard to be cool as a baby face at WWE. Yeah. And right. it's like all the bad guys are cool, but you're like, wait, unless you're the good guys supposed to be cool. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to get people hard. to like you. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas when you're a bad guy, it doesn't matter if they like you, hate you. You can just go out there and be yourself or be whatever your character is. And it doesn't matter if they like you or not because you're right. You're, you're right. Bad guy. <laughs> well, and the boss will always say when you're the baby face, smile, smile, smile. And you're just like, but it's not cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hate my smile. Especially totally. when it doesn't fit you naturally. It's like, yeah. but I wouldn't do that. Even in the real world, I wouldn't. Right. smile at these moments yeah and like it's just stuff on the mic like the yeah. bad guys will say the coolest shit to you and then you come back with something that's supposed to be really nice or whatever like the good guy and then you're like the loser no it's so true but you know i want to kind of take it back because during that time of like the smackdown six-pack what was really cool is there was always two women's storylines going and we had i remember that because i was pregnant watching at home and i thought it was amazing to see two solid women storylines like solid ones but what was neat was like you know women also didn't really have stories that long that kept going that was usually with the men right and so that was what i felt at that time you know iconic historic and amazing and i have to say as of late i'm super bummed because I don't understand why that's still not going on. Why you haven't been on TV with a big story boggles my mind. Like, how does that feel? It, you know, you know how this place goes. And like people that don't work here, it's hard to explain because of course I'm grateful. I have a job. I'm grateful. I'm working for this amazing company. You know, last summer I just was like off TV for four or five months. I just sat at home, like twiddling my thumbs. What am I doing? There was no rhyme or reason of why I was at home. I was just told we're going to wait until we bring you back into a different story. And then I kind of like revamped my character a little bit, which is cool. It's nice to like get a new coat of paint. Um, And I came back, had this awesome story with Sasha. I felt like I totally delivered. We had great matches, great promos. Like you guys did. did. You did. I just felt very, very happy. Like felt like I proved myself and then it's like nothing. (laughs) So there's really no reason. I mean, well, I actually was not cleared for a little while after our match at, um, the Royal Rumble. I got a little injured. Oh, shoot. I dove out of the ring. I was actually talking to Johnny about it. And he was like, yeah, it was just like when Brie came, went out of the ring, like you went too short, I went too far. And yeah. um, I just like jacked my back up. So, I mean, I wasn't cleared for physicality, but, you know, I could still be in a storyline, but it just didn't work out. And I just kind of sat around after having what I thought was a great feud. And then, you know, you just have to wait your turn. The wheel keeps turning and it just kind of. It does suck because you sit here and you question like, well, did I not do as well as I could have? What can I change? What can I do better? But you have to realize it's not like anything that you're doing. No. Right. I feel like sometimes too in the industry, like because you guys had an excellent feud. But sometimes what can suck is timing because then WrestleMania is around the corner and they know the stories they want to go with. So it's just like they will end stories and just start what they want for Mania. And you're like, wait. 
I wasn't done enjoying that. Like, I need more of it. Right. right. But you know what I guess kills me is when they do give equity to your characters. Because being a fan now that watches at home, it's like you get so invested. You're seeing you every week. You can't wait to see what's happening next. And then all of a sudden, these characters disappear. And you're like, wait a second. I mean, Joey and Dawson never disappeared. Like, all the characters, you know, in TV shows, they stick around. Well, I have to say... Freddie Prince Jr., when he was on the writing team, he was really good about that. Keeping, Whether it was small or even big. Even if you were glancing at them on SmackDown once a week, like there was a promo between people. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, the Beltran's in the background with the clones. Right. At least you see them and there's, yeah, there's something the characters you know that are there. Right. So I have a question for you, Leah. You know, we have had this revolution. And so my question for you is how do we revolutionize I don't want to say the women again, but I feel like we're getting close to starting to use that hashtag again, like give women a chance. What kind of happened before WrestleMania? I feel like all you guys were really vocal on Twitter. Yeah. Of not enough women. Like it seemed like we're going to be on the WrestleMania card. Yeah. Well, I feel like even myself, I would sit home and watch Raw and it would be 10 p.m. before I would see a a woman on the show. And it's like, this is a three hour show. What the hell? Even if I'm just a fan, which I am, like if I didn't work at WWE and I'm just sitting at home watching, I'm like, I want to see the women. That's why I tune in. Not that I don't like the guys, but I tune in because I want to see the women. And if I'm waiting till 10 p.m. to see a girl, it's like, what the hell? Like, that's not okay for little girls at home or whoever is watching, waiting for the women. And it just feels like, like now there's only a focus on maybe two women or one woman's storyline. Like you were saying back when you were there, we had three women's storylines on a two hour show, three right. women's storylines. And that was when I still was with James. So it was like you and Natty, I believe. And then, um, Alexa and maybe Mickey Becky. and Trin yeah. and Becky. Yeah. So we had That's right. three storylines and I was doing my thing with James. So we're, we have four different women storylines involved. Right. In so we know it's, Uh, It's a possibility. We know that they're capable of doing that. I think just sometimes there's like this weird shift and people kind of forget. And then it's like, we need to remind them, no, we are a big part of the show. We don't have to have matches every week. We can do promo segments or backstage segments, even a 30 second insert into the show just to show, hey, here she is. She's represented on the show. And then if people are talking about it, okay, well then maybe next week we give her a little bit of a longer segment because people want to see that, whether it's me or whoever it may be. And I think now, especially because we don't have a live audience, we're going based solely off of social media and maybe who's trending that week or do you know what I mean? Totally. I agree. Well, I'll say, and I don't think I'll get heat for saying this, but I'm going (laughs) to say it. You know, when I saw you and Billy Kay at WrestleMania, your guys' entrance cracked me up. The way like (laughs) Billy Kay was moving, all of it. And I was so shocked the Iconics got released. I was mind blown. I mean, that was very Um, shocking. Because I just felt like... Like, I couldn't wait to see you guys as a tag team getting started. I just thought there was so much that could have been done. Yeah, and I just was taken back by that. Yeah, I think everyone was. And I don't know what the right or wrong thing to say is. All I can speak from is my experience. And, you know, we were super excited for this story. And um, I felt like, okay, I've done this whole sexy gimmick that they want me to do or like try to be sexy, which is fine. And it's fun to be sexy. But I feel like I wanted to show my personality more. I want to show like a little bit more of a fun side. And I was really looking forward to doing that with Billy. Like you said, our entrance alone, she was cracking me up. And she's so so funny. So I was really looking forward to seeing where that was going to go. And obviously, unfortunately, it 
we can't do that anymore. And um, even Peyton, those two are were some of my closest friends since I've been Aww. here, since mm. they got here. So it was the first time I was like, really rocked by a release. I'm like, wow, this is, these are my friends, not just my coworkers. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely hard. Those yeah. When I saw hard. it online, I sometimes you know how people make fake ones? So right. I kind of yeah. just thought it was fake. I was like, there's no way. And then when I saw her statement, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I just want to understand that one. Yeah. But I know I was like bummed out because I'm like, oh, there's something great something, here. And yeah, I thought you getting excited. into the tag division. I'm like, oh, they'd be good changing up the tag titles to make it where there's going to be this comic relief and something right. fun so and different entertainment sort of factor. Yeah. And that's what Billy yeah. brought. She brought the entertainment 100%. She reminded me of, uh, like the Santino of the women's division. Right. Totally. You can throw her into any, anything and she would yeah. make it work. Totally. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, everyone always finds their way back. And so they're going to yeah. realize, they always realize the ones they release that there was like, right. oh, something's missing. And then they bring them back. So I bet she'll be back in a year. I well, bet. that's oh. WWE. People leave and then come back or someone, you get yeah. tired and they come back. It's never, ever final, you know? You never. never. Right. I feel like once you're a part of this family, you just always are a part of this family in always. some way. It's like the mafia, you know. <laughs> you can't <laughs> what, what leave. Is, yeah, no. you can't leave. Once you're involved, that's it. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Even when we were at WrestleMania, every time I walked to the backstage, I'm like, everything's the same. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the as same. as if you never left, right? It's right. always the same. Like, even when we were, it was very late notice, like, we want you to do something with Bailey. And Nicole and I are like, Okay, sure. But like, it's just funny when you're there, like everything's just like, always, of course it's late notice. Like, yeah. why wouldn't it be? You know, like, yeah. that's just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and I told Brie, I'm like, we can't just wear like normal outfits. It's WrestleMania. I can't right. go on stage in like black pants and a tank top and beat up Bailey. I'm like, so I'm just going to cut my train off and you just wear the same thing, but something else. Cause we're like, we have to sparkle. Of course. Yeah. And that's like, like the crazy part about working with WWE. It's always so last minute, but you want to be prepared. Like, how do you know? You never know yeah. what you're going to have to do. You never know what you're going to have. When I'm packing for TV, I have to pack pants, like a cute pant outfit in case I need to have physicality. I need to pack a cute dress in case I need mm -hmm. to be sexy. You need to make sure I pack. If I have a backstage interview, you know, you have to pack so, so much stuff. But you always want to look good. It's it's yeah. just so hard. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It was it, actually really funny because they were like, we're this is a couple segments before we're gonna go out. Or maybe the show had just started. So we probably had an hour or two before we were gonna go out. And they were like, Okay, so what do you guys want to do? And I'm like, can I have like 10 minutes to think? Cause like, I haven't been in here for so right. long. I can't even think right now. What it, will I do? Like, you know, no, I think my favorite thing all weekend was, um, Oh, do you guys have your gear? And oh, I was yeah. like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. But my gear, like, yeah. this ass ain't fit into that gear. Shit. No, I, I, I had a so baby eight months ago. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. like that, they didn't even think there was anything wrong with that. They're probably, yeah. yeah, of course we'll put the like bells in their gear. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, Holy cow. Yeah. Like, no. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion. 
Home and beauty inspired by real life. Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic, beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear. Or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. You know, Brie, I feel like, you know, with Carmella, we got to start talking outside of the ring because yes. you are one of the female WWE superstars that's actually doing a lot outside of the ring, yeah. which I think is so amazing. I love when women turn into entrepreneurs and not only are body slamming in the ring, but also outside of it. So you are starting to take over the wine industry. Everyone, Carmella has a wine called Copa. Cagna. Shoot. Come on, bring out your Italian. <laughs> go, Bacagna. Yeah, go, go. No, go you, you just Cagna. said it wrong. Well, bitch, you're like confusing me, me over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, say it for us. Capo Cagna. See, I knew it was that. Cagna. Oh, gosh. Capo Oh, my gosh. You guys I'm not taking you anywhere. Okay, but well, I'm not taking you anywhere ever. We're never what? ordering Italian wine up at that. Oh, it's I so do. so embarrassing. We're half Italian. <laughs> So how did you think of the name? What made you want to get into the wine industry? I just was, it was before I had even, I think, won the title in WWE. I just was sitting around like, again, kind of like a lull like I'm in right now where I wasn't really doing much on TV. And yeah. I just felt like, well, what else can I do where I can put my energy and focus onto so I'm not feeling like, you know, I'm useless, which is so crazy that people don't realize like, we feel that way sometimes oh, at totally. work when so you're not true. being used. You're like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I have nothing else going on in my life. So um, <laughs> I really was like, well, what I like to do, I want it to be something that doesn't feel like work. And I like to work out, which I mean, that's something that I have to do for work anyway. But I'm like, I really like to drink wine. So I yeah. guess I'll just <laughs> try to focus on that. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I just reached out to so many different wineries like, hey, uh, I'm a WWE superstar. I really want to start my own wine. Can you help me out? Like, So smart. Trying to sound professional, but like use somewhat of my leverage of being, you know, having some sort of status. And everyone was like, no, no, no. This is so stupid. No, like just basically I felt so so embarrassed. I'm like, okay, this is never going to work out. And then finally one company was like, oh, we're looking for something like this. We're looking for someone to sort of partner with. That's awesome. It's called Michael Solberg Family Wine out in California. And the woman um, was her dad's and he passed away. And now she runs mm. it. And her name is Leah too. So it just kind of was oh, wow. just really like felt like I felt something the first time I ever talked to her. And um, it was just a long process, as you guys know, yeah, um, just trying to figure out like, I don't make the wine. It's her wine. But I came up with the brand. The brand is called Capo Cagna, which means boss bitch in Italian. And the Love whole it. premise of the wine is it's not for wine snobs. I don't know shit about wine. I know what I like. And I know yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. So that's kind of the whole premise around the brand about being bougie, but on a budget and just being very transparent about, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what the notes are. I I'm, I'm learning and I've learned <laughs> I love it. that. But I love, I love it. Um, it's a know, lot. I just kind of tried to like 
pour my heart and soul into the brand and embracing your inner boss bitch and just promoting that um, brand to women and men, of course, too, but whoever yeah. wants to drink it, you know, it's been a long, long process because I don't have a team. I don't have people that yeah. are like marketing it for me. It's all just me, which is even more satisfying. You know, when I see one email of someone bought a case, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And just like, yeah, it's a slow, slow process, but um, I'm having a lot of fun and I'm learning so much along the way. See, I, I love that. And I feel like too. when stuff is slower, it just brings you more success in the long run. Definitely. And the wine industry is tough. I mean, that's one thing that yes. I have found out being in it. And majority of people here, it's a hobby. You'll look at these big brands and you're like, oh, they're probably killing it financially, but they're like, no, to keep up with what they have and the right. vineyards. It's a lot of work, a lot of money. And majority of people just start in it because they love wine and the industry and I mean, that's even like us. It's been a long road, but I mean, I um, love being in it right. and learning it. I mean, to where we moved to Napa because it was like, I got to be around it more. Right, it's so right. fun. The one thing that Nikki and I always said is like, the wine industry is something we could be in it till we're 80 years old. And it's something that we love. Like we, we don't mind being retired with our vineyards and all that. And we, we were like you in the beginning, just doing it all on our own. And we made a couple mistakes, but then we learned from them yeah. and now we're thriving. Thank goodness. Yeah. But it was really tough the first, like, what, year or two? Well, I mean, you we know, did a lot of hustling, like, hustled yeah. our asses off. But that's, like, what I love about Carmela's story. And I think that's so good for, you know, entrepreneurs that are listening or people that want to be entrepreneurs is sometimes I feel like the question that gets asked a lot is, like, how do I start? Like, right. I want to do this or I want to be in this, but how do I start? And you just sometimes have to well, I guess we don't really pick up phones anymore, but you have to like email someone. Send out emails, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just start to reach out because like you're the perfect story. You never know out of all those 20 people, 50, however many you reach out to, you're going to hear all no's, but you never know who the yes is going to be. And you kept going even when you, you have yeah. to. And I was like, you oh my gosh, to. this is never going to work out. And then finally one person was like, yes. Like, and so now it's just, again, doing the same thing with trying to find customers, trying to find people that want mm -hmm. to be a part of this brand and want to keep purchasing. I get one, one person that buys it. How do I get them to come back and buy more? Right. And, and then I just look at other wine companies that do the same thing. And I try to see what are they doing right? What are they doing? wrong how can I be like them or how do mm -hmm. I like I don't want to be like that you know and it's so cool to have this outside of WWE because it's a, a learning process I'm taking business classes on learning how to market it and all of that so I just feel like okay aside from work this is my passion and it's um you know a big learning process but yeah every oh, day yeah. it gets a little bit you know more fulfilling than there's bad days and I'm like I think I should just quit. Like I've put too much money and time and nothing's coming from it, but, um, you just have to keep going, you know, you do. you do. I always like think in business and I know this is like wrestling terms, but the, you always get hope spots that yes. I feel like remind you why you're in it, why right. you're doing it. Cause there's times like birdie B was our biggest one. We're like, we'd be doing so amazing. Then it would just get so frustrating with legal stuff or anything crazy. Right, right. And then we're like, are we bringing too much headaches? Like, is it worth it? And then all right. of a sudden we get that big hope spot and things will be going really yeah. good. I think it helps. In right. Well, I mean, that's the one thing about being though an entrepreneur, you take a lot on. And so yeah. you take on the risk, you take on the headaches and 
literally being an entrepreneur, whatever your company is, that's your baby. So right. that has to be nurtured 24-7. There's no off time. There's no handing it to a babysitter or a nanny. It's like right. that's yours if you care to grow it. So Yeah, and I think the more you, you know, work at it, the more it grows. Where if you just kind of totally. leave it, like, and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I'm like a week without even looking at anything. And I'm like, shit, oh my God, I have to catch up on emails. What am I doing? You know, it, but it's you get out what you put in. Totally. It's so true. Like last night, it was like 8.30. And all of a sudden, a Nicole and Breezy call was coming in. And I was like, oh, I got to take this. And Brian's like, we're in bed. And it's like, well, yeah, it's work. Right. <laughs> like, right. if you want to thrive. But that's, you know, Brian's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're just always, like, going and on. And it's like, well, we're trying to build an empire over here. So we have to. Right. <laughs> well, I think Shoot. that's the difference, too. Like, it's kind of the same thing with Matt. A lot of times during the day when we have our days together, I'm, like, doing work or doing emails. And it's not yeah. that he did, like, he's so supportive. But he's like, you know, let's go do this or let's go try. I'm like, mm. well, I got to focus. I have to do this because if I don't, then I'm not <laughs> going to be able to move on and, like, get to the next step up in the next level but I think maybe because it's women and how we like I know my mom always raised me never rely on a man for money so I think because I'm constantly okay what's next what's next what's next which yes. can be a good thing but also can be a bad thing because you're kind of like forgetting about the present because you're trying to just move on to the next step but I mean you gotta do what you gotta do Totally. Gosh, that's how I feel. The pandemic has been the first time that's kind of helped me be a little more more present. And then now Mateo, because I want to be so present with him. So it's the first time that my hustling side is like truly slowed down. But I was like that just next step. What can I keep doing? And it's like Artem at times because he's not that way at all. Like he has dance and that's it. He's very content. And when he's in season, I mean, it's, I always know like, okay, this is a full time thing. Like give him a space. Right. But, uh, he's always like, let's do this. And I, I just am always like, sorry. Like, yeah. Well, and Beth Phoenix, you know, at WrestleMania told me, and I was like, oh, that was really sweet. She's like, you know, you and your sister are really lucky. You guys figured out how to make money being at home with your kids. She's like, I just never figured that out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't think about that. But I'm like, yeah, we're really lucky like to be home with our kids, but be working and knowing I don't have to go on the road unless it's like we'll have to go for meetings. Like we have to go to LA for a day or something, but it's nothing like what WWE, yeah, that weekly grind. But I was like, you know, it took a lot of work, but it is true. It is nice to like be like that. Well, you know what I kind of want to talk about? Because I know people want to hear. So... Carmelo was on Total Divas. Were you on one or two seasons? I was two, on right? two. Yeah, I was on season, I think it was maybe season seven and then seven and eight. The nine. Right? And I oh, was that's... off for season eight. Got the oh. X because, you know, it was just. Oh, that's right. Bad, bad relationship, season seven. Oh, Didn't that's... really film that much. So then I got the X and then came back season that's nine. That's right. <laughs> came back strong. That is <laughs> did. Yes. You came back real strong. <laughs> what were your favorite moments from Total Divas? Like oh from filming? Oh, gosh. That's a great question. Favorite moments. I mean, the first time I filmed, that was it crazy. I had no idea what to expect. And, you know, I was friendly. I'm friends with you guys. I'm friends with Natty. And everyone tried to sort of like warn me, but I had no idea. Like, I was like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't know. What I-, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I just didn't get it. And then, you know, people would start fighting and I'm like, what is going like, is this real? Like I have no, it was just wild. So I would say the first time filming, I'm, I, it was all like a big blur to me, but season nine, when I came back and I felt like, okay, now I can actually be myself. I was me and I like was able to open up and, you know, be more present in the moment. And, um, 
Gosh, I would say like, oh, I went on my first date on Total Divas. Matt and I went on our actual really? first date No together. way. Oh, that had to be so uncomfortable. Was it was it the weirdest weird? thing. We both just got drunk and just like, <laughs> and that's the only way I could get through it. It was so weird. I oh love it. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite moments. And then Hawaii, I mean, that was amazing. Oh, Hawaii, Hawaii was, was so, so fun. Hawaii yeah. was so I fun. That. I loved that. What would you say was the hardest part of filming? Ugh, the hardest part is letting people in. Like people don't realize, oh, you just live your life. No, it's very difficult. You're opening yourself up and being very vulnerable. I went through, I had two relationships. My first relationship, it was just falling apart behind the scenes and then trying yeah. to show that on camera, like show like everything's fine, even though it absolutely wasn't. That was uh, definitely like so difficult. And to like go back and have to watch that and see like, I don't even know who that person is. I just felt like I'm putting on this front yeah, uh, because people had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And that was very, very difficult. And then obviously the going through everything we went through with Matt, with his ex saying all of these things and I'm a homewrecker and all of that, oh. like that happened in real time as we were filming. And that was that had to be so, so hard. So hard. I remember that, all of that. I mean, I remember your first relationship yeah. and I just remember feeling so bad for you because what people don't realize is like when you're dating someone in the industry, it's like we still have to be at every show with them. We, and then if we even have an argument, we can't bring that to work and we have to try to be happy. And then I can't even imagine when you have cameras rolling. Well, I mean, actually, I can imagine. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> but being with someone that doesn't even want to film, like right. that was another thing. That was so difficult because he did not want to film at all and open up. So it was like I committed myself to this and, you know, trying to bring this on to TV, but he didn't want to do it. That like definitely was very difficult. So yeah. that would be tough. Oh. And then your stuff with Matt, when you guys did everything, I bet the hard part is, so you're living in the moment filming and then you have to rewatch it months later. Oh, that's always, that yes. was, that's always hard for me with reality is like, you're like, oh yeah, now I have to rewatch this. You and have to talk go through everything it. twice. Yes. You go through it and then you have to go through it and dealing with, you know, people bringing it back. I mean, I still deal with it to this day. If, like I go on social media and the amount of people that are commenting that I'm a homewrecker and I ruined his life. Finally, I'm at a point now where I just have to laugh at it because yeah, I know the right. truth. But back then, like, oh my gosh, it was so different. I didn't even want to leave my house. I feel like people were talking about me looking at me at the grocery store. I couldn't even. And really? I, no, one came, no, one came, no one knows who I am. But like, just no, being there, yes, they I, do. I, just but felt I, like, I felt like all eyes were on me everywhere yeah. I went. So that's it's really difficult. hard. Well, you know, speaking of Matt, so for our listeners, Matt is also known as Corey Graves in WWE. And Tim and Leah are boyfriend, girlfriend, not fiance. You guys have been, to, guys have been together for a while now. A couple yeah, years. Like two and a half years. Wow. And now you work together, which is cool. So you guys have a podcast. Bear with us. So how is it working with him? Well, tell us all about your relationship. Where was <laughs> oh the gosh. spark? Because you guys knew each other, obviously, for yeah, years and years. Years we knew each other. I always thought he was very, very handsome. That was the first thing I ever said. Like when I first had my tryout, I saw him come out. And I remember going home and texting my sister and being like, oh, my God, there's this one guy who's so hot. And then yeah. that was that. Like, you know, it is what it is. And then years yeah. went by. And um, we were always friendly, always got along. And then... um like he had reached out to me and I was like, well, this is weird. I thought he was like married, like whatever. And he was like telling me they're going through a divorce and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Cause I am no. single. I always, like I said, thought he was hot. And then we went on a date and then the rest is history. Honestly, Aww. like we chatting and saw each other at work all the time, but then we decided to like move forward with it. And 
I mean, he's just amazing. He's so smart and so funny. And I love, like, my favorite thing about him is that people see him and think one thing. Like, they look at him and they think he's, like, sort of this grumpy, like, (laughs) (laughs) miserable, like, dick. That's what people think about him. And I know him as, like, this sweet, sensitive, you know, I see him as a dad. I see him with his Mm. kids. And he's just so not what you would expect. Even my friends are like, like Bailey, for example, is like, I never in a million years would have thought you would be with him. Like he's not that there's anything wrong with him, but we're just so opposite. I'm like bubbly and happy all the time. He's sort of like, well, like, like I said, grumpy. And, um, (laughs) but he's just so not like that. Like he's different when we're together. He just makes me so happy and I feel mm. very lucky. So I love oh, that. I love that. I could so tell you're I could s- see how in love you yeah. are. So Both you s- of you. Right. So are you saying he's the one? For sure. For sure. The yeah. one. I mean, we've been through some shit. Like we went yeah. through some hard shit in the beginning of our relationship and um, it was difficult, but I felt like just such a strong connection with him. And I could have easily been like, this is too much shit for me. Like I'm out. I can't do this. But I just felt like, you know, it was worth it. And I didn't want to like leave it his side during all of this bullshit he was going through. And it just made us stronger. And mm. even through the pandemic, like we moved in together December of 2019. So we only wow. spent like one or two months together where we're living together, then now we're in the pandemic. So now we're together all day, every day. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like we got to pump the brakes here. It was just (laughs) so much all the time together. It made me realize that he is the one for me because I'm a loner and I need to do my own thing. Like I have friends and I like my friends and I like my girls from work, but I I traveled alone when I was on the road. I just like to be by myself. That's just who I am. So to find someone that I don't get sick of, it was very like rare. So I'm like this, I can't leave this guy. This guy is my guy. And, um, you know, we just have been pretty much inseparable ever since. Oh, that's really cute. It does say a lot that that you guys survived the pandemic because we saw so many breakups We've seen divorces divorces and breakups, but then we've seen the baby makings. Yeah. Well, who knows? We might hear some wedding bells in the near future. (laughs) I know. There might be a proposal. (laughs) And do you want kids? And does he want more kids? I do. Uh, He has three. His kids are 12, 11, and six. I love his kids. They're awesome. It's been like this uh, learning process for me. I never imagined myself to have stepkids or, you know, be with someone who already had kids. I just thought I would find someone, get married, have kids of our own and live happily ever after. Um, But that's just not the way the world works. And, uh, you know, his kids are amazing. And I thought, well, maybe his kids are enough. Maybe I don't need my own, but I don't know, the older I'm getting, I I do think I want to have, you know, I want to carry a baby and have a baby and, Um, he's definitely open to it. And he says, you know, whatever I want, if I want one, cool. If not, he's fine with that too. So kind of just like putting it out to the universe, whatever happens. Right. Exactly. I agree. And it does hit you. It's weird because actually I feel like everyone thinks I was such like always wanting to be a mom, but there was a big period of time. I mean, before Brian, where I was kind of like, "Uh, I don't know if I want kids. It's kind of not my life. And then it's when I kind of met Brian and us being together, I was like, okay, like, this is, you know, I could do the whole marriage kid thing with yeah. him. Like, yeah. he just well, felt like the perfect Seeing him fit. with his kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's such a good dad. So um, it makes me like, oh, I want you to be the baby, like my baby daddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love that. You guys would I have think, a beautiful baby. You guys would have a beautiful Aww. baby. And <laughs> it's nice because he's kind of like a veteran in that way. So it'll be like so nice for you if you guys do have a baby that he already knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. That'll be so calming. 
Carmela, before we let you go, tell us about the podcast. Because now you guys work together. You guys have this podcast, which your guys' artwork is so cute. It is. Aww. It happened during the pandemic. We were together all the time and we were drinking one night and I'm like, I'm just bored. Like we have nothing to do. (laughs) So I was like, let's do our own little talk show on Instagram in the morning, just like for shits and giggles. So the next morning I was like, you want to do it? And he's like, oh, you were serious? I'm like, yeah, like, let's just do it. So we did Instagram live and I was just being so obnoxious and so annoying. And he was just like being his grumpy self and people thought it was funny. And then he made a comment about how he didn't want to have sex with me during the pandemic because we were together all the time and I'm like wanting like all the time I'm trying to have sex with him and he'd be like can you like relax like I need a a day or two like away (laughs) and I was like opposite I wanted it all the time he didn't want it at all and um, so he made a comment and told everyone on Instagram so then I was like this is so embarrassing that people think you don't want to have sex with me I think I actually saw that I saw that too (laughs) like was like all over my feed yeah so embarrassing. So then it got picked up by like the New York Post and all of these outlets. So we're like, well, might as well like make something of this. Like we have nothing to right. do. Might as well start a podcast. And we just felt like we started our relationship in such an unconventional way on a reality show mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. our dirty laundry aired out for everyone thinking yeah. that I'm a homemaker <laughs> and all of this stuff. So I'm like, might as well just let's talk about it. Let's just put it out yeah. there you know, we're real. We have issues. We have problems that everyone has. And we're not trying to act like we're, you know, on social media, you see people like, oh, their life must be perfect. Or oh, they look the like they have the perfect relationship and all of that. And we're just trying to, you know, bring some real to it and be like, no, we fight. This is what we fight about. Sometimes we get on in real fights while we're recording. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> and we don't edit it. We just keep it in and just like, let it fly. And we just feel like if we're going through shit, then there's obviously other couples that are going through stuff too. And, um, you know, we give our, our advice on shit that we're not warrant. Like we have no reason to give advice on, but you know, we just give our own opinions on it. And, um, our listeners have been awesome and, Hmm. you know, they write in questions and it's just fun. It's more fun than anything. We can just be ourselves, you know? I love that. Me too. And I think that's so important because we always talk about the section on the podcast, just how sometimes Instagram can be this place that is just like smoky mirrors and like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, you feel like you're constantly having to keep up with like all this phoniness. Smoky mirrors. And so I think it's like a good. It sounds like a hot shower. Fact. I know. I always get sayings wrong all the time. Oh. Matt, Matt corrects me on a daily basis. So I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah Brie likes the sayings from like the 1920s. And I'm always like, the what? 1920s. But they go real far back. Oh, really? Like the yeah. 90s? Like so far? My no, stuff your beyond. said, yeah. And I do that. And I get it wrong all the time. Oh, me too. <laughs> Brian always looks at me. Actually, Brian's mind blown how I read children's books. Because sometimes there'll be words and he'll hear me sounding it out. And Bertie's like always looking at me like, and Brian's like, oh my gosh, Brie. And I'm like, well, it's a big word. He's like, no, that's not. <laughs> big does. Yeah. <laughs> like, not in our dictionary. I'm like learning with Bertie. It's like embarrassing. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Well, But I love that. I love how authentic you guys keep it. I think it's important because, uh, you know, people need that because it's like everyone's going through stuff. And I hate like when people try to act like everything's so cool and these perfect relationships. And I'm like, no, that's the problem with social media nowadays. And I hate, I do it myself. I compare myself to every hot chick I see. I'm like, oh my God, her ass is awesome. Or why is her skin so clear? Why does she get (laughs) that? Like, I'm constantly comparing myself to, and people are probably doing it to me. So I feel like it's important to, 
put it out there. Like, this is not what I look like when I wake up in the morning. This is a filter. This is edited. Um, it's important to let our, especially our fans and our female followers know like this right. is not real life. Totally. I agree. God, I mean, I so agree. There's with that. sometimes I just have to get off Instagram because I'm like, I can't, I just like, and like, I love, I get influencers and what they're doing. Like I get the hustle and all that, but sometimes I'm like, I just can't. And well, I, I think everyone sometimes just needs a break from it. Yeah. Because I think what we don't realize is even when we don't think we're comparing, we are, and it's just gets yeah. mentally exhausting. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, sometimes you just gotta, like, we got to decompress from other things in our life. It, we have to do the same thing socially. Mm-hmm. Got to decompress and be present and it's just healthy. I agree. Oh, Leah, Carmela, this was so so fun. fun. I love that you came on. We've been wanting you on for so long. (laughs) And go stir some shit up over at TV. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Get myself booked. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we all should start a hashtag, but I hope we see you (laughs) with a big story soon because... Anything you're given, you always deliver, and it's really fun to you watch. You really do. I'm just yeah. trying to be patient. It'll always come yeah. around. It always and does. It, and you know what? That's so true. Patience is key in our industry. So good And you know what they say? Sometimes, like, be grateful for the quiet time, because then all of a sudden it gets real crazy. 100%. It's zero or 100. There's no in between here. You know? It's all or nothing. Exactly. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And Carmela, thank you for being our season finale and just gracing us with your energy and your personality. We love you so much. Love you. You are definitely hashtag inspo goals. And make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. And please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas podcast so make sure to follow us at the Bellas podcast until next week remember to stay fearless and you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us see See you you next next Wednesday Wednesday. and as Birdie likes to say bye bye